Welcome everybody. Welcome to the Urban Awakening. Uh, today's episode, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to have Dr. Marilyn Rosner. She's a retired professor of special education for children and special needs. Well-known medium and intuitive behavioral therapist, yoga therapist, author. Um, and I think this is just a brief description because she does a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Uh, welcome, Dr. Marilyn Rosner. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Um, so, um, some some of our listeners might know you, but some probably don't. Uh, I have the great privilege of getting uh, introduced to you by uh, Dr. Uh, Pilar from Spain. And uh, every time she talked about you, she's like, Jose, you have you have to have a call with Marilyn Rosner. She will blow your mind. And sure you did. Uh, in, a, in our first um, interaction, I think it was about three, four years ago, and I was in Bali. I moved there. And oh, I, yes. Yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I moved there, and it was like a big... It was a big uh, step for me, uh, and a very daring step, and I was yes. a little bit confused, or maybe like I, I needed some direction, and, and thanks to your call, everything started to work out afterwards. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And, and I will go deeper into what happened after that call, but why don't you tell us a little bit um, uh your story, like where, when everything started? Well, I, I come from a very, very spiritual religious family. And when I was just four years old, I had a visitation from Jesus. And I heard in my right ear, Christ is God, Christ is Lord indeed. Then I saw a very old man, and he had a group of children around him, and he was sing they were singing, We are one in the Spirit, one in the Lord. And this man, that I didn't find out who he was for many years, it turned out he, he was Master Shivananda, the great, great Indian saint who started the uh, Divine Life Society, etc. And really, at that time, it's like he outlined my whole life. When I was six years of age, I began to see spirits, and I would tell my family what I was seeing. And it turned out that these were my dead relatives that, of course, I had never known. And so I grew up thinking everybody sees spirits, everybody talks to spirits. And it wasn't until I was a teenager that I found out that not everybody is aware of this. And But even when I was very young, and especially after the age of 14, I knew my field would be special education. And so I tried to combine my own love for yoga and special education. And my real interest is children with special needs. <clears throat> so for many, many, many years, I pioneered many techniques that are being used, uh, and for the last 22 years, in fact, I go to Africa for six weeks, eight weeks to be able to help children. And uh, so actually for me, understanding the other world is so important, but I want everybody to know that everybody has many gifts. We're born with the basic gifts of clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. 
And that's why little children sometimes talk about people that they see and they imagine people think, but it's not imagination. They really are in touch with spirit guides, spirit loved ones, and even people, uh, beings from the angelic kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, like it's uh, really interesting to see your perspective on how early you were able to define what will be your lifelong passion because I now I'm working and hosting retreats I'm I'm meeting a lot of mostly women I would say uh, that they've had some clairvoyance and clairvident uh, experiences when they were younger or still now but they they believe that they're crazy they because they were told that no that that daughter like daughter that doesn't exist or or I don't know it's 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 we, we unfortunately many people do not understand this and many families have not understood it but now more and more people are understanding this mm-hmm. but it is true that people were hiding their gifts they were ashamed to tell people because they thought people would think that they were crazy but thank god we're living in the time now where there's so much research on life after death near-death experiences out-of-body experiences that it's much 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 more understood and more and more of our children our beautiful children are being born already awakened beings of great light mm-hmm, i agree um so um and, and and i really like to touch upon what you said you said that everybody has a gift you know we don't yes. all have the yes. same gift but everybody has a gift and that's something i'm trying to share on this podcast it's like it's find your gift everybody that's, that's has the purpose gift. of life finding your, when your we gift come to and sharing Earth, it. When we come to Earth, Jose, we come with a goal, a purpose, and a mission. And we come with whatever we need within our consciousness to fulfill our goal, our purpose, and our mission. And I think it's so wonderful that a young person like you, that you're so devoted to helping people understand this phenomena. Okay, yeah. I, you know, it's it's as you said, it's something I've always known that I like helping people and in in these times where I think it's 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 a crucial time in in the evolution of humanity, I think we all have to show up and 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 take ownership of those gifts so we can help ourselves first and help help others and help the world because nobody's going to show up for us. Absolutely, I'm losing you, Jose. I don't hear you now. Can you can you hear me now better? Now I heard yeah, you. Okay, yes. awesome. So. Um, uh, I would like to ask you, um, um, what what are your thoughts about life after death and purpose in life? Well, my thoughts of life after death, huh, that's my love, to let people know that there is no death. So my thought of life after death is that there is absolutely no death, but when we die, our body dies, but we are not the body. We are not the mind. We are an eternal, immortal soul. And that soul goes on forever and ever and ever. And so we really need to learn how to live here on the earth. And we also need to learn how to die when it is our time to die. The greatest fear people have is the fear of death. And also, one of the greatest reasons for addiction, suicide, is the fear of death. 
So it's very important to tell, let people know that there is no death. And now there's so many thousands of studies, people like Raymond Moody, Evan Alexander, Dr. Chikoria, Dr. Gavona in Gaona in Madrid. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of studies where people have had a near-death experience, um, and they came back and they could describe what was happening, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know that's that's um, beside uh, being uh, uh, pointed out for seeing entities or spirits. I think death is the other greatest fear I, I find in people I work with. Uh, people yeah. are are completely paralyzed and afraid of death because I I think it's, it's because of lack of knowledge. You know when you start well, studying right. yourself, They're, we're afraid mm-hmm. of the things we do not understand mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, you know, you mentioned that Shivananda was appearing to you, and you didn't know it was Shivananda. No, and, uh, that's right. I, I must say a th- again, thank you, uh, Bianca. After one of our calls, you uh, highly advise her to go into a Shivananda ashram because she already had done some yoga studies and she was a yoga teacher. But you told her, oh. "I feel you should do Shivananda," and she basically days after booked a Shivananda teacher training in. Kerala in India. Oh, wonderful! And she spent a month of bliss. Like she still, every time she speaks about it, her face lights up and, and absolutely, it's like having Shivananda in front because she said it was absolutely a, a life-changing event. So it wh- is. How it is. how has yoga become part of 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 your life? Oh, ever since I'm a teenager, I'm very involved in the Shivananda yoga as taught by Swami Vishnu Devananda. Swami Vishnu was one of the 12 people, his main disciples, that he sent out. And I met Swami Vishnu shortly after he came to Montreal. And so all of my life, really my adult life, has been involved with yoga. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yoga as a discipline, yoga as a uh, method, of, as a philosophy, and my husband also <clears throat> was very, very involved with the with yoga, as taught by Swami Vishnu Devananda. Mm-hmm. I, I believe very much in the very classical system of yoga, which is what we were taught by Swami Vishnu Devananda. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, you touch upon a point about discipline, and I think some, that's something my generation lacks a lot. Like. Having, they think discipline is being restrained, but I, I do find that by having right. that daily practice of, of yoga, of, of mindfulness, of contemplation, it gives us so much freedom. Uh, what, what could you tell us, people my age, about discipline? How can, you, how can we uh, incorporate well, the word it into dis- our life? The word discipline very often means uh, you have to do this, you have to do that. We have to feel something from within our heart, within our soul, within our spirit. It's like something has to be touched. The soul is looking for integration. The soul is looking for order. The soul is looking for us to fulfill why we came to the earth. We must remember we were a spirit. We are a spirit. We'll always be a spirit. And we were all spirits together. And we knew that the earth world would need us at this time. So we selected to come to earth. We chose different cultures, different races, different traditions, different nations, and our souls knew that at this time we would meet, and that's what's happening. Someone like you, so inspired to be able to share the truth. And really, we need discipline. Life is discipline. I mean, if you want to... um, 
if you're a medical doctor and and you're doing a surgery, you have to have discipline. You have to know what the steps are. If you're going to be a da- if you're going to dance and be a dance teacher, you have to know what the steps are. I mean, we have to understand the order because the universe is orderly. It's not disorderly. Mm-hmm. I think every morning when you wake up and you have that daily practice, you put it's everything, wonderful. your internal Absolutely. universe and the outer universe in order, right? right? And if, for sure. And we look upon it not as something we have to do, but something that our soul is looking to do to express. Because yoga, what does it do? We breathe deeply so we're able to keep our mind relaxed. We learn to meditate. We learn to have proper nutrition, proper asanas or proper movements and meditation. So it's a total way of living. Yoga comes from the Sanskrit word yog, which means to unite body, mind and soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's why it's crucial to learn yoga from somebody that comes from a classical background oh, absolutely, because absolutely. nowadays uh, like I, I i don't want to judge but like nowadays it has become almost like a, like a show-off you know and i think when you, and you don't absolutely. feel the essence of like uniting with the self through the absolutely. breath when you, until you go like what, bianca said it, when she went to shivananda it was like wow yes. this is this is another because one. it's orderly it's disciplined it mm-hmm. follows it follows a, a spiritual uh, spiritual way of being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, um, I remember when we had our call, and you also mentioned it now, like food. How important is what we put into our bodies, not only well, visually, of course, but it's food? Very imp- it's very, very important. You know, I have been a very, very, very strict uh, vegan vegetarian ever since I'm a little girl when I had a vision of people killing chickens when I was six years old. And from that day to this, I've never touched anything like that. Swami Vishnu Devananda said, as long as people kill animals unnecessarily, that there's going to be war. Uh, whatever we, of course, it's important to eat properly. Nowadays, more and more people are getting closer to a plant-based diet, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I always, I did a lot of research with yoga with children. I have 33 studies done with children from hospitals, from schools, from after-school programs, in the homes, etc. And uh, the, the studies always indicated a, a tremendous change in the behavior when the nutrition was changed as well. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, there are different nutritional systems, but I believe in, in healthy food. I don't believe in eating junk. I believe in, you know, I, I don't want to tell people what to eat. That There's so, so much controversy about this, but I really believe that uh, we have to watch what we eat. We have to chew our food properly. We have to pray before we eat. We have to eat in a in a spiritual environment to create our own spiritual environment and uh, nowadays so many many people are giving up eating animals yeah that, that's amazing i think i was reading somewhere that last year 2017 uh the most googled word in, in canada by the way was uh, veganism so that that means yes, something yes. And, and you see the grocery shops they're like they're expanding the offer they're taking away other junk food or animal products to increase their vegan uh, options and right hopefully right. not only vegan but as you stated correctly because vegan doesn't mean healthy plant-based whole foods that's right 
Um, and you, I, I remember you mentioned once that you also like you. You basically are almost raw foodist, right? Like you. Yes, yeah, raw food, but I do. I especially when it's very cold, yeah. I do eat soup. But most of my nutrition is raw. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like being being somebody so sensitive as, as yourself, you definitely feel the the vibration that food gives you. That's why it's so important, even for, oh, for sure. some people that are not that, that sensitive. It doesn't mean that it's not affecting them, but. But it is affecting them. Mm-hmm. They may not be aware of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit more? Because you just mentioned that you uh, the yoga, food, and the studies uh, about children with special needs. What what have you been doing with uh, with kids all these years? Well, I have been working in the field of special education for many, many, many years, setting up behavior programs, setting up. Uh, special systems for them to learn. Many children learn differently, and there are different ways to find out how they learn, what is their learning style. So I've done a lot of work in that area. I've also done a lot of work in helping children change their behavior. But I've always used organization, discipline, yoga, um, relaxation, etc. And, of course, if it was possible, proper nutrition as well. And for the last 22 years, I've been going to Africa. I have a mission, and I'm trying to help seven different agencies um, uh, raise funds. Uh, these are agencies who are working with uh, children who have SIDA, the AIDS virus, uh, children who have been abused, children who are born on the streets, um, very, very, very challenged children, uh, physically challenged, mentally challenged. But what's amazing is that no matter how challenged they are, they all respond to love, they respond to the touch, and it's it's a gift to be able to see these children because, you see, these children are special children. They have given their lives as a sacrifice so that we can love them because when they go into the other world, they are pure. They're not phys- They're not handicapped. Mm-hmm. You see, the soul is not handicapped, just the body. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can't express, but they are perfect. Mm-hmm. And so they give us the opportunity to say, look at me. Don't look at my physical body. Look at my soul. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked many times with Mother Teresa in India, and uh, she had a great influence on my life. And, and that was basically her philosophy, to look at these very handicapped, different kind of people. Uh, she would say uh, the Lord told her uh, to look at them until they see and until she would see him through them. And that's another way of saying the same thing. We have to get to the place where we're not looking at the outer, but we are communicating inner to inner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of the of the native word in Mexico, in La Queche, which means you are my other self. Uh-huh. How lovely. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's being able to see through the veils, you know, whatever the physical part is, it's just the physical. In the end, right. the soul is pure and intact as always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's amazing to know that you worked uh, and, uh, and met Mother Teresa. She's, she's yes, a great inspiration for all of us. Yes, yes, I did. Um, also, if some of our listeners would like to uh, support your uh, Africa project, how could they, they do can this? Look, uh, they can look up, it would be wonderful, they can look up my website, mm-hmm. I-I-I-H-S at I-I-I-H-S dot org, and they can just click on to Africa. Okay, okay. 
Perfect. I'll, I'll definitely now share that Now, it would be also. wonderful also, Jose, if mm -hmm. you and some of your listeners would come to our international conference every year in August. Mm -hmm. We have an international conference with 50, 60 speakers from all over the world. And, of course, one of our specialties is this life after death. And so we always invite people from that field, from uh, the environment, creativity, intuition, quantum physics, etc. And they can get that information on the website as well. Okay. Yeah, it's something definitely I've been always uh, really interested to go on. I'm yes. sure next year I will try to go this with, will be with the year. This will, this will be our 44th year. 44th year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So you are a friend of Pilar's son. Correct. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, so I have some questions that I'm, I'm going to be asking all of our guests. And um, so... Um, what what is the purpose of us human beings uh, on on this earth? You know, because sometimes people are actually like, why are we here? Is it only to like hustle or make money? No, there no. has to be something else. No, the reason we're here is to make this place a better place than when we first arrived. Uh, we come here. This is really Maya. This is illusion. This is not the real life. This is not the real world. But we leave our home to come here for a period of time to be able to help people stop fighting, to stop war, to bring peace. And we're going through a very important period of transformation now. So it's a very good time to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, thank you. And um, um, what does it mean to be, to be living a fulfilled life? Well, a fulfilled life is to wake up in the morning and really feel, thank you, God, I have another day to do your work, to give you and you alone the honor, the praise, and the glory. You know, let me be your feet. Let me be your hands. Let me be your eyes. Let me bring love and light through smiles, through thinking, through talking. So that's what it means. To live a fulfilled life means we are following our goal, our purpose, and our mission. Mm, beautiful. And um, for all our listeners, what, what tangible steps can one take to live a fulfilled life and on-purpose life? It's a wonderful question. Really, I would encourage everybody to learn to spend time every day in prayer, in meditation, in yoga, or some people prefer Tai Chi or Qigong, but a practice where we're you know, appreciating every part of our body and also to eat properly and to do something beautiful for God. Mm, beautiful, yeah. And, you know, the way we can be of service is really the way the Dalai Lama says. He says, if you want to bring peace, be peace. Well, if you beautiful. want to bring peace, be peace. Well, yeah, I, I truly, I truly resonate with those words of the Dalai Lama. And um, if you had to choose one spiritual lesson as your most valuable in your life, what would that be? That would be my earliest vision that I remember because I followed that. I, I never had another interest other than to serve God, really. Mm -hmm. So my, the most important me uh, lesson is to. Follow, you know, follow the Lord. Follow what God calls you to do. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Believe. And the scripture tells us, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter heaven. What does that mean? Unless you become 
filled with that love, with that innocence, that light, then people get lost along the way. We want to walk that straight path onward and upward, and no matter where we are, no matter what we see, no matter where we go, to realize that everyone is a divine soul, and that really there is only one race, the race of all humanity. There's only one main religion, the religion of love, and there is life after death. Wow, wow. Thank you so much. I think it's a really beautiful words you have chosen. It uh, almost gave me uh, goosebumps. Um, so, you know, I know many of our listeners probably have some, uh, let's say, like paranormal uh, visions yes. or things. Yes. What could you suggest them? Because some people don't know what to do with that extra sensitivity. What steps can yeah. they take to, to learn how to navigate? Well, it depends how the sensitivity is manifesting. First of all, to learn about spirit, to learn the truth, to read some of the studies, to meet with people who are interested in spirit. You know, there's some very good groups throughout, throughout the world, but certainly in Spain, where people understand this phenomena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just just find a like-minded community that understands yes. them and that don't doesn't judge them. I guess. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And come to Montreal, mm -hmm. and and come to our ten-day conference in the summer and be a wonderful life-changing experience. Yeah. This year it's uh, gonna be from the this 16th, is the year. 16th the 16th to 25th. That's correct. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. And Montreal is a beautiful city. So I, I highly well, recommend anybody beautiful. visiting Montreal during summer. It's uh, beautiful. And they can even yeah. visit the Shivananda Ashram, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is there any other message you would like to share no, with yeah, the, the audience? Message, yes. The message I'd like to leave it with what Shivananda said. We come to earth to serve, love, give, purify, meditate and realize that is our purpose serve love give purify meditate and realize the soul and if we do that we will feel that peace the peace that passes all understanding and I want to wish everybody a wonderful, wonderful end of this year, a wonderful beginning of the new year and to look forward to a time of much transformation I hope for that. Thank you very much, Dr. God Mary bless Rosa. you, and I'll see you, Jose. I see you. Have a beautiful uh, holiday. Bye-bye. I'll see you again.